Hey, Bam Bams, it's me here. Guess what? We're about to start the episode, but before I do, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for listening to last week's episode with Ben Elwood. I got a lot of messages from a bunch of you about how much you love him. How fucking good is he? He's so funny. I would never say this to his face, but he might, he's one of my, you know what? He's one of my comedic heroes. When I first started comedy back in the olden days of 2010 or 11, at my third ever gig, Ben Wood said to me, hey man, you're fucking funny. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm going to remember this. And then one day in 12 years time, I'm going to pay you back by having you on mine and Becky's podcast. And guess what? He's back again this week too. I loved him. You guys loved him too. So he is back again for another episode. I tried to steer him away from gory shit like chickens having their heads chopped off and he stayed away from it. But to be fair, he did dive into some dicey, gory details about his asshole at one point. So apologies if you're uh, queasy about asshole shit. <laughs> but uh, it came up naturally. It just came up naturally. And so we had to roll with it. Uh, thanks for everyone who came out and uh, said hey to me in Parramatta as well. I'm headlining at the Happy Endings Comedy Club on the 26th and 27th of August in Sydney. And just a reminder once again that I'm doing my Electric Dreams Encore Tour later in the year. So far, the 17th of November and the 18th of November have both been locked in in Tasmania. 17th of November in Hobart, 18th of November in Launceston. More dates to come all around the country. Melbourne, Brisbane, fucking Adelaide, Perth, Newcastle, Sydney, maybe Canberra again? I don't know. It's too early to say. But keep your ears peeled for that. In the meantime... Why don't we all sit back and relax and enjoy the dulcet tones of Ben Elwood talking to me. Becky Becky and Cam hotline. (laughs) Hi, hurry up. This is Becky speaking. Cam is also on the line. What's your problem? Hi there. Becky and Cam Hotline. Welcome back. I'm back. We are back. <laughs> We're doing it. Hyper qualified to dispense excellent advice. Uh, absolutely. Actually, I could use some advice from you. Mm. I've got an um, issue. Mm. I got invited to a wedding mm. from a guy that we, we used to be good friends, mm. but maybe like 12 years ago. High maybe school? even longer. No, post high school. Mm. Um. When would it, 2010, so 12 years ago, mm-hmm. we worked together yeah, and we were pretty close yeah. in that year or so that we worked together, but now we're not, you know, I haven't seen him, but he's getting married and he's invited me and I got the sense that it's a pretty small wedding too. So my wife's not invited for a start, but he was like, hey, it's kind of low key, only a few people invited. Haven't really seen this guy in twelve years. Have you like communicated on Facebook? Like uh, funny yeah, memes? A, a little bit, but not not enough that I would have ever expected to be invited to the wedding. He's mm. come to a few stand up shows. Yeah. He lives in Queensland now. Yeah. We used to work together at um I don't know, I think I've told you about this, at this um theatre restaurant 
that I worked at in Newcastle. The Dracula's knockoff. The Dracula's yeah, knockoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, it's um, which is kind of like being in the trenches with someone when you work in theatre restaurants. Yeah, it's like an intense bond that yeah. never breaks when you've put on makeup <laughs> together. You've sat in front of one of those mirrors with light bulbs yeah, around yeah, it, and yeah, you've yeah. applied white cake face paint, and then you've done the outline of a skull together, and then you've helped each other wipe it off. Yeah. At the end of the night. Do I look more like Bram Stoker's Dracula or Nosferatu? What do you reckon? Does this look like the character Voodoo that I'm supposed to play? <laughs> also, by the way, we um we were quite close. We used to do songs together at that restaurant. Okay. He, I played Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh. <laughs> I, Captain Jack Sparrow, as a, as an entity, makes my skin crawl. I fucking hate that character so much. I hate it. He won. He was nominated for an Oscar. I know. I hate, like I fucking hate that character so. And it's got nothing to do with Johnny Depp and yeah, all the baggage. Yeah, yeah. I just that all like like I just can't. At the time, did you like it? Uh, I've only ever seen it once and I was on one of the first dates I ever went on and uh-huh. we just smooched the whole way through the movie. Okay. So I got a good memory of like being in the <laughs> yeah, in environment the of, of Captain <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Leering from the screen. Oh, Benny. Pardon but, me, are you making out down oh. there? Oh, it's more Austin Powers, isn't it, at this point? <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm a pirate. <laughs> I mean, he is Austin Powers of the pirate world, but he was so popular and there was... Wait, so you were Captain Jack Well, Sparrow? yeah, this theatre restaurant, it was a Dracula's rip-off. Mm. So uh, I think originally, before my time, it was every character was based on the Rocky Horror Picture Show or the Universal Monsters you know, like yeah, world. Great. So there was a Dracula, there was a Frankenstein, and then they had like yeah. a uh, Frankenfurter and all this shit. But then by the time I got there in 2010, yeah. they were just like, you know what? We're having ja- Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Get rid of the toilet paper mummy. <laughs> yeah. Get, Get it, Captain, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow and the Joker. <laughs> Heath Ledger's the Joker. Oh, no. So my mate played the Joker. Oh, and, did you do the voice? Uh, yeah, of course. Did it well? Yeah, he was pretty Things good. crazy out there. Did hey, you were pretty good. Oh. Maybe you could work here with me. <laughs> and we, But we were kind of like the young guys there, so we did songs together. And yeah. our big song that we did together was um, Tribute by Tenacious D. Can you imagine anything worse than Captain Jack Sparrow and the Joker kind of earnestly singing a song that's already supposed to be funny, making it way less funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a terrible dream you'd explain to a psychotherapist, like to a Jungian psychoanalyst. So Captain Jack Sparrow and the Joker were singing a Jack Black song. Okay, what does this symbolise? Oh, it means you have to kill yourself. (laughs) There's nothing deeper. Um, but it, so this guy is getting married. He's invited me to his wedding. I, yeah. I I have a lot of fond memories of this guy, but I don't know if I want to make the trip to Queensland, especially with all these mates I don't know and stuff. I mean, how do I get out of this? I think it's an outrageous request at the best of times, even if you're close to someone, to expect them to come interstate. Mm. I'm going interstate for a friend's birthday next month. It's costing me seven hundred fucking dollars. Where are you going? Adelaide. Oh, I think I'm going to that too. You're going. You're coming. <laughs> I think. Oh, so. that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be good. But seven, it's like seven hundred. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, and it'll be fun, and I'm glad to go. And yeah, but you know, fuck, it's been a pretty lean year. <laughs> yeah, like seven hundred dollars yeah. is an insubstantial amount of money. Yeah, of course. And what if he gets COVID? I know. Before the fucking party, is I know. It, does it go ahead without him. Well, we just have to go to a gig, I guess. If that's what. Yeah, happens. right. We could go do stand up. 
yeah, make yeah, it yeah. worth our while, make that seven hundred back. Look, uh, you know, and like uh, I'm going because I'm very close mm-hmm. with this person. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. But man, going to fucking Queensland for someone you barely, well, it's not that you barely know him, but yeah. you know, like uh, 10 years. Long I think time. if this happened six years ago, I probably would have gone. Well, that's the thing. Like the pandemic has also uh, extended time yeah, way beyond, like, yeah, yeah. you know, two, three pandemic years is like 10 normal years. So it's like, it may as well have been fucking I could 20 easily years. Ride, I could easily say no based on the pandemic. I've got COVID. I've yeah, got I'll come COVID. There. I'll come yeah, there. I'll be there. Ah, oh, shit. Two red lines. Yeah, two days before. <laughs> God, sorry. That's and the I best pay- thing about the pandemic. It's something yeah. like you get out of jail. It's like your mum's dead anytime you want. Yeah. It's like true. the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate mum's dead. <laughs> that can be reused over and over. And you can go, man, I paid so much for the Airbnb. Oh, oh and I, But knowing me, I'd extend the lie way too long. Like six months later, I'd be sending him a message going, you know, the Airbnb still haven't reimbursed me. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Here, look, here's the emails. Here's screenshots of the emails that I've had with the owner. <laughs> I accidentally texted um, someone the other day that has the same name as my boss. Oh, and I, God. And I texted them, like, being sick. Ah. Uh, and, uh, and he texted me back and he's like, man, really impressive sicky. Like, you really didn't overplay it at all. You played it really well. I was like, oh, that's good to know. But I'm not doing that whole, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm in so much pain. Like, really just kind of subtly. I used oh, to do, know. I used to really ham it up. When yeah. I, back in the days when you would have to call in yeah, to call in course. sick. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'd always make sure I was in the middle of a cough when they were, when they answered the phone. So they just hear, <clears throat> hey. Hey, it's Cameron here. Like, try to put yeah, on a yeah, brave yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, how you doing? <laughs> I really wish I could come in, but <clears throat> unfortunately, I've just yeah, I've come down with fucking um, monkey pox, <laughs> and the the vaccines aren't out yet. It's fucked. I once rang up a telemarketing place I worked at and said that I'd fallen down and like and sprained my ankle, and I was acting like I was still on the ground. Like I'd called them from the ground. That's my first thought when the bone's sticking out of my skin. Because <laughs> that's the O. Like, I just slipped. Yeah. I slipped on the gutter. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so much pain. I wish I could be there. Because the irony is when you're actually sick, there's no mm. performativity in you at all. No, it's no. literally just like, I can't, I can't come in. I don't I'll care. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm dead. Like, I'm fucking gone. Thank God for the text message and the email now. Or like for a lot of workplaces, Slack and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you yeah, can just, yeah. It can just be a cold, yeah. emotionless text. <laughs> and thank God for COVID for also being COVID's excuse. the best for that. So good. It's the best. And and thank God for the mask. I love the mask. Yeah, the mask. I've always had great. a face that can't lie. So now I can just grimace <laughs> at people without them knowing. As long as I keep my eyes on some kind of like neutral level, I can be like fucking muttering under the mask. <laughs> Have you ever done the thing where you've called in sick and they've surprised you with some kind of like opening couple of lines of conversation that have pulled you out of the performance and then they've Uh. gone, how are you? And you go, oh, yeah, I'm great. And then you remember that you're supposed to be really, oh, oh, but yeah, I'm I'm good emotionally, but just physically really like. Really, I'm really fucked up. Emotionally, I'm better than I've ever been. How's this? My brother in high school called in sick so many times, like real Ferris Bueller shit, Mm. like constantly saying someone had died or Mm -hmm, some shit. mm -hmm. And I think one day he took a fucking like wag school or whatever. And he said that our grandfather had died and the assistant principal in full Ed Rooney from Bueller mode 
was like, I'm going to call him out on this. And so what he did was, I think it's ingenious, he sent a big bouquet of flowers to my mum's work. Outstanding. And said, like, I'm so sorry for your, the loss of your father. Outstanding. Lachlan told us. And so my mum gets this, he can't ignore it, obviously, has to ring up and be like, thanks for the flowers. And also, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, my dad's fine. And isn't that, that's like next level 3D chess. Oh, great. What happened to your brother? He got in big trouble. Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. uh, he, my parents were a little bit impressed by it. What, the, the, by the, the whole, of the lie? Like, it's become happy folklore in my family. No <laughs> one thinks of it negatively. At the time, it was a very dark time. I can't believe, like, my mum's crying. I can't believe you faked your grandfather's death. Oh, my God. And they're all Catholics, right? Do they get all superstitious? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, now he is going to die. We don't even want to acknowledge death. But then, uh, but then since then, it's now just like a cute story they tell about Lachlan. Remember when you faked Pop's death and then your principal sent flowers? That was so funny. Infuriating for me. Who none of my negative things have turned into cute stories. Is Pop still alive? No, nah, he's oh, dead now. Right. He died a couple of years later. <laughs> Did the principal send flowers? <laughs> nope. Where was he when we needed him? <laughs> but I think no, you've actually you've given me a good uh, out. I think I probably won't say oh, I've got COVID, but if I say mm. my wife has tested positive, yeah, she's really she's not coping well. She's taking a turn. I gotta, I gotta look after. Her. Look, I feel like if it was local, go. Mm. You know, whatever. If it's in fucking Chatswood, yeah, I'd go. Jump on a train. I'd probably and even go. go if it was in Newcastle. Yeah, but, but Queen. Why, why is Queensland. it in Queensland? Oh, is he it? lives up there now. He lives on the Gold Coast. Probably, no, no, he no, probably no. works at Dracula's. I just can't Dracula. imagine having the uh, the audacity or the self confidence mm. to request people to come interstate for me. Yeah. Like even the idea of getting married is mortifying to me. That everyone's looking at me, <laughs> kiss the bride in front of everyone. Like so embarrassing. <laughs> but to get people to get on a fucking plane. Yeah. In, like I know it's really, po- oh, it's post COVID. It's not post COVID. It's post lockdown. Yeah. We're still in the fucking pandemic. To, to ask people to go interstate mid plague. Yeah. And we're not outrageous. even that close. No. We sang tribute, you know. That's as, that's as close as we are. Maybe that's maybe that's what he wants to do, like have some kind of recreation. Recreate of, you know, like, the, the theater restaurant days. <laughs> you come as Captain Jack. We'll do it like the old days. Uh, no, man. There's been three jokers since <laughs> since we were there. <laughs> Was your wedding like? Did you did you feel self conscious at your wedding at all? Yes, definitely. Yes. But you're also pretty overwhelmed by it all. So. Yeah. I didn't have time to sit and cringe and feel like, oh, God, I wish they'll stop looking at me. Because it's just all happening so But when far. you're looking in, like, I guess it's different for everyone, but when you're looking into your soon-to-be wife's eyes, mm-hmm. doing the vows, like, <laughs> is there a part of you that's like, this is fucking ridiculous? We'd, yeah, of course. But we'd done like- all the laughing all in the lead up to it. <laughs> yeah, right. Even just writing the vows, we wrote them together on the yeah, lounge yeah, yeah. and stuff, and we were just laughing the whole way through yeah, it right. and stuff. and about how lame it was. See, I can't imagine you doing the vows completely <laughs> sincerely. I, I just know. can't imagine you not detaching a little bit and like, mm, yeah, I, I really do take you. I said something <laughs> snarky at one point. I think I said, thanks for coming out and supporting live weddings or something. Like that. <laughs> Acted like it was a comedy gig for a bit. Got a little chuckle from like four people. Yeah. And then moved That's on. That's all I need. That's yeah, all I need. That's it. Now, <laughs> those four up. people know that I don't take this entirely seriously. <laughs> now I can move on and marry my soulmate. <laughs> my insincerity makes me powerful. <laughs> 
I've gotten more sincere the older I get. You actually have. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But course. you can't help it, right? Your I heart know. starts opening up as you get older. It's like... I know. You just start... And you don't have time to fuck around and be ironic. No. I mean, we've talked about that a lot. That that, that kind of like, what's well, where does it lead? Mm. You know? That great, that great Tim Heidecker movie. Oh, man. The comedy. The comedy. That was revelatory, seeing Really that. revelatory, right? Mm. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that's that that's something a lot of uh, a lot of detached ironical people should watch. Yeah. Like, that's where you end up. You that's can't a good call. We should actually anything. give that a solid plug. The movie, mm. for everyone out there who has irony poisoning, mm-hmm. which is most of our generation, mm-hmm. check out the movie The Comedy. From 2012, starring Tim starring Heidecker, Tim Heidecker by Rick Alberson. Yeah, I know you and I really love it. It's a difficult watch because yeah. it really is just about a, bun- a group of friends who have never had a sincere moment about amongst themselves, and they've hit whatever post 40. Yeah, and it's basically just the consequences of what happens if you never kind of go, "Hey, man, I love you." Yeah, if you and your group <laughs> of friends only exist in sarcastic quips. Yeah, and it's a dark, it's a dark, pl- dark place movie, to man. end up. Yeah. <laughs> It's dark. But watching that, uh, as many times as I have, was a real moment of like, I need to dig out of this hole, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be fake yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, the lie that detached irony tells you that it makes you strong not to feel anything. Mm. Uh, and it's the complete opposite. It's weakness. It's total weakness. It's literally armour. Absolutely. You know, if I'm not, if I'm, if I, if I never show vulnerability, mm. no one can ever hurt me. Well, yeah. then you're, what are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like this preemptive, it's just the idea of being preemptively like your hackles raised, you know? Totally. Like, what are you actually worried about? No one is out to get you for the most part. There are some fuckheads out there, but you just laugh them off. Well, yeah, and just the great gift of like how actually when you are sincere with people, it's actually surprising how quickly people are disarmed totally. and how appreciative they usually are. Oh, yeah, that. totally. You know, yeah. I mean, you can be, it can be too much sometimes. Anyone that's too sincere is gross as well. <laughs> but, you know, if you can, people, we all love seeing a guard get dropped, you know. We love it. We yeah. love to see the person behind the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking all of us do. That's why we watch movies and shit. <laughs> Speaking of guards dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's what we love about this show, actually, is because people call up. I, I haven't listened to these, so I don't know if these are earnest and sincere. But sometimes they are. And sometimes it's people just fucking around. But let's have a listen and see. Hey, Becky and Cam. Love the podcast. Um, so I'm in a bit of a pickle at the moment. Every now and then I like to treat myself to a facial for some, you know, self-care. And my mum actually gets facials from the same lady. Um, we go to her because she's really nice, but she's also really cheap. Um, however, recently, during a facial with this lady, my mum fell asleep and woke herself up when she let out a ginormous, loud, and apparently really stinky fart. So my problem is, I now think this lady is terrified that I might do the same thing as my mum. So whenever I go to get a facial, she does not shut up and talks the whole time, and I just can't relax. So I'd really love your advice on how to keep getting my cheap facials from this lady, but getting her to shut the fuck up. Thanks heaps. Bye. Thank you for calling. That is a pickle. Yeah. I mean, my instinct is just pay a little more money for a little (laughs) shushy shushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stop supporting a uh, quasi-slave trade. But uh, no, I I think you should just go in there and let out a real fucking rip-snorting awful fart off the back which will a cure you of any fear of accidentally fighting but yeah. also it'll probably shut her the fuck up real quick yeah of course she was so horrified that no, she just get, shut down. got that out of the way let's yeah, do the yeah, facial. yeah yeah just shut the fuck up have you ever 
like farted in public in a way like that. <laughs> Funny you should mention this, Cameron. Uh, Do you I- actually have a story about this? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't teeing you up like we're on cone. No, no, I, I I have a very recent story about really? it. Really? Yeah, it's really disturbing. Oh my god! Yeah, hit, hit me. All right, so <laughs> oh, fuck. I've only oh, I've only spoken to this about this to like three people because it's still very raw and real. Okay. Uh, so forgive me if I'm a bit stilted when I, Holy when I speak. Shit. It. I can't believe this is. All right, so, so uh, I mentioned maybe in the previous podcast, but mm. definitely when we were just chilling out, that I had two <laughs> that I had two operations this year. Sure. Uh, and so I had two operations, quite major surgery, colorectal surgery. Yes. So the first surgery, I had to have a little bit of my uh, large intestine removed. And <laughs> Sorry, facial lady. Uh, <laughs> I'm making it all about me. <laughs> Uh, and they had to stitch what was remaining from my large intestine to my asshole, and then the next operation was uh, basically I, I have a <laughs> fuck. What are we doing? <laughs> it's good. This is helpful. All right, so People like the next, to hear this. the next the next operation was uh, so I had a condition that was basically causing my um, uh, asshole to clench way too tight. Okay, too uh, tight, too tight. So okay. it would never dilate when it was time to go to the toilet. Sure. So it was just like a like a like at the diameter of a pinprick, basically. Okay. And so the colorectal surgeon was like, "Look, we're going to have to. The, the only way around this is we're going to have to cut the the muscle mm-hmm. of your anal passage to open it up a bit." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what's the, you know, what are the potential complications of that? And he's like, oh, you know, like if we get it wrong, you'll just have um, lifelong anal leakage. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? And does he do it with a machete like he was a chicken? <laughs> so he's like, so he's like, yeah, well, you know, like I don't think I don't think that'll happen because you're young, yeah, you know, and there's still a bit of tauntness there, but you know yeah. that is a potential consequence that for the rest of your life you'll have to wear adult diapers and you'll be leaking shit oh out of out of your asshole that can't God, clench properly. That is a hectic thing to hear. Hectic fucking thing, oh but it's God. like, well, we got to do it right. We yeah. got to do it. So uh, I'm happy to say. Mm-hmm. The surgery was a complete success. Yes. Uh, I, I no longer uh, have this constant clenching problem, which an interesting byproduct of that is if you physiologically can't clench, it has a reciprocal feedback loop to your anxiety. Hmm. And what I've realized is that it's this whole mind-body connection of like, if your asshole's not clenched, your mind is open. And if your mind is open, your asshole's not clenched. And ever since this surgery, I have been calmer and more centered than I've ever been in the last 20 years. That's and I really think it's like a physiological. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. The consequence though. (laughs) (laughs) A little too loose. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it hasn't happened many times, Uh but basically now when I'm, when I've got a fart right on the edge, yeah, because I can't clench my asshole anymore, it just kind of like poots out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's happened at, Dinner with a group of people. Like, it's happened in a few situations. Yeah. And, you know, like, <laughs> she's happened to my great-grandma a lot. Yeah, yeah. She was fucking 103, right? <laughs> She'd, like, bend over and a fart would come out and we'd all, like, ha, 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 You know, whatever. She's a fat old lady. Like, who gives a shit? It's something. It's, it's, it's like an exercise in humility as a 40-year-old man who occasionally can't control when a fart comes out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can't control it. Yeah. And, like, I don't. And I, this is maybe time for you to give me some advice. Uh-huh. I don't know because I, I, I pretend it hasn't happened. Yeah. What do I, what do I do? Well, how loud is it? 
Oh, occasionally it's just like a. We can't. You no can. One, no. You can totally. You can ignore, ignore that. that one, but occasionally yeah. it's been like a. Well, it's got a different tenor to it now because there's not. It's not getting through like a tight. A little more bass. Yeah, it's kind of. It's got a lot of bass. My farts used to come out as quacks because they was like squeaking through like a tight corner. Whereas now it's got like a home, like it's an oboe. Uh, so when it's got the oboe pitch to it, you yeah. can't like. What do you do? Do you kind of go? Oh, look! I had an operation. And they no, can't, you can't like, say what do you that. Do? <laughs> what do, you do? do you go into every social engagement going, "Hey, heads up! I've got a pizza wedge." Cut out of my asshole that occasionally leaks a fart out. What do I do? Christ, what would I do what in would that you situation? Do? I think I'm the type of repressed Catholic that would ignore it and pretend that I didn't hear it, or I'd go, Oh, who farted? <laughs> <laughs> who did that? Was that you? Turn it on the, even if it's just you and another person, if you go, God, did you do that? <laughs> my grandpa used to do that. <laughs> it was his favorite trick. We'd be like riding the escalators at David Jones and he'd like let a fart out. It was cl- like clearly him. And this is like, this is back in the early 90s when David Jones was like, yeah, David fancy. Jones. Yeah. And he'd like turn around to some like dowager behind him. No. It's like, you are disgusting <laughs> doing that in public. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? <laughs> he was the best. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I've had this conundrum the last few weeks where yeah. it's like, I think this is something I have to live with now, like the occasional uh, evacuation that I can't control. Yeah, right. Uh, but so, how, how far ahead of time can you sense a fart in the chamber? Some Most of the time you can sense it, but occasionally it's, it's not like, like it sneaks like up on you, right? Pooped out. No, occasionally it does. Occasionally, really? Occasionally I've just shifted my body weight and it's... <laughs> What do I do? Oh, God. Like, I mean, you know, I'm glad for not having lifelong anal leakage. But yeah. Like, there's, yeah. There's, there's a leakage of, yeah. of a kind. There's a gaseous. There's a gas. Gaseous leakage. There's a gas, there's a gas main. There's a gas kind of- leak. Uh, it's like, um, I, I mean, it, it, they're funny. They're always funny. They're never really offensive. Yeah. I think if you're f- laughing at it as well, you're always going to be okay. <laughs> do you know? Like, fuck. I think I, I think like I if think, a guy, if, I wish oh yeah. I was one of those people that was way more free with my farts. I'm pretty sensitive. I'm I hide them. Same man. Yeah, but I think that I've always been that guy. There's something quite fun about the guy that's just like and doesn't care and laughs a bit. <laughs> my best friend is one of the most <laughs> stilted, repressed people I know, and yeah. he can let out the most fucking foul fart and just go. <laughs> and it's like I'm so much freer than you, and mm. I got to like put fucking taps on if I go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do what is this? What is this fucking repression? My ex-girlfriend used to laugh about that. Yeah. Like three years into our relationship, I'd go and take a shit and like turn, turn the, the, tap turn the taps She's on. Like, you having a bath in there? Yeah. Um, She's like, I can hear you shitting. I can hear the, the shit. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're splattering anus <laughs> is louder than the tap, than the small tap. Yeah, I, I, there are certain friends that I'm comfortable farting in front of. Yeah, right. I, but I would love to be one of those dudes that can fart in the office and be like, whoops, sorry, guys. And it's sort of charming and funny because they're sort of, they don't care that much. There's a fine line between owning something in a charming way and just being an obnoxious fucking Yeah, guy, right? if you're a gross kind who's like, and then going, <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. But just a little whoop. I think that's what Sorry, I'm going to lean into now. Mm. I think this whole thing has been an exercise in humility. Yeah. And uh, kind of uh, sense of humor and getting over yourself. And I think that when it happens, I just got to kind of just go. Yeah. You just let it happen. <laughs> and as far as this caller is concerned, 
I mean, so far you haven't farted in front of a, your facial person yet. So, I mean, you don't really have a problem. Your problem is about your mum. It's not yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Or maybe, yeah, maybe it's just time for some honesty and to kind of go there and just go, listen, <laughs> I heard what happened. I know my mum's I know my mum's a fucking grot. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to be fucking of her genes. I'm not I'm like not going to do that. Can we just go back to the way it was? And then you should have to prove to them that you don't have any farts in your... I don't know how, but you like get us like a like a ultrasound beforehand and go look. There's no gas build up here. Yeah, sit on the chair. Get her to kind of like press <laughs> on your stomach. Go get everyone here to push down on my stomach. Every single nothing person. Nothing will come out. Nothing will come out. All right, now we got that out of the way. Yeah, I think that's like what else can you, you do? So CCTV footage from where you've gone to take a shit in that shopping center earlier. And go, see, this is where I walked in. You can see here, that's 20 minutes ago. I shat. I got everything out. So let's just have a normal facial. See, this is where I wish the show was live and that we could talk to the caller because I, I want to know how mum reacted. I'm like, does mum sure still embarrassed. Goes, I'm sure yeah, but does mum still go, like, has she yeah. kind of, like, uh, quit the facial place? She can't bear to be seen there anymore? Yeah, I wonder if I would, you know. I think I've farted in the gym when I'm exercising <laughs> and I've just ignored it and I go back there. But... I think it's a bit different if someone's literally touching your face. Oh, when someone's in a role of servitude. Yes. And you fucking And you go, <laughs> It's like a real uh, power move, right? Yeah, it is. It's well, sh- too- sh- shitting and fighting is always... Like, Lyndon Johnson used to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, used to yeah, do yeah. his uh, briefings while he was taking a shit. And isn't uh, Churchill would do his from the bath or something, right? It's crazy, right? Which is what, sickening. What a fucking power What a fucking pervert. What a fucking sick fuck. <laughs> Come in here, I'm going to shit. Yeah. And you're just going to have to stand there looking me in the face, pretending this isn't happening. I wonder how much of this is true and just like (laughs) mythology that's lived on from the the servants who've like spread this shit after they're dead. Because would that shit really fly? Like, would Lyndon Johnson be able to take a shit while he's giving a briefing and Winston Churchill's fucking cock and balls are floating around on the top of the water? Yeah, I think it would. I think it, I think it's like this old school kind of like alpha male. I use alpha yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah. like alpha male performance of yeah. status. Yeah. I'm so confident that I can do the thing that everyone finds the most shameful in front of everyone and not even fucking flinch. Fuck. So I think that's the I think that's the mode you've got to you've got to go back to the facialist with. Call yeah. Them. You just got to go with shit pouring alpha. down your leg. <laughs> Bit of toilet paper hanging out. Don't even acknowledge it. Righto, touch up my face. <laughs> Make me look pretty. Just a log slowly coming out of your anus. God, this show. I want to look beautiful. <laughs> For the big dance. I've got a big dance coming up. <laughs> All right, let's go. We let's solved see. that problem. Yeah, that's solved. Let's go to the next one. Hey, guys. Love the PCAST. Um, so I've got a work problem. I've been at my job for about three months now and for the first month I was like obsessed with my manager. Like I had this insane crush on her. I couldn't get enough. I don't know what came over me. Um, But then I got to know her and spending a lot of time with her and then I got the ick. And now I literally find her like the most annoying person in the entire world. Like every single thing about her annoys me. The way she eats annoys me. She has this like really like loud laugh you can hear from the other end of the office. And she literally laughs at everything. I'm just like, shut up. Um, and she's like a real oversharer. And just like wants to tell me like everything about her life all the time. Like I ask her how her weekend was. She would talk at me for like 15 minutes. 
And I'm like, stop, I don't care, you're so irritating. Um, but at the same time, she's my manager, so I kind of have to, like, pretend to be nice. But, like, I also just, like, don't want to talk to her. Um, so, yeah, how do, I, um, how do I manage this situation? Okay, thanks. Bye. Mm, welcome to life, honey. <laughs> like three quarters of interactions. <laughs> I wanted to fuck someone, then I got to know them. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, it depends what the job is, right? Mm. Like if it's a kind of uh, I don't mean to diminish retail jobs, but if it's a retail job, maybe it's time to move on. Yeah. But fuck, man, if it's like if a, it's an office. Well, she said office. It was office. we don't know what her what the job is, but um, we, we've worked office jobs. You know, we know. You, I, I think there is something to be said for both sides of this story, which is like, it's quite fun to have an office crush that mm. you know you'll never do anything about mm. because it just helps you get through the day sometimes mm-hmm. to be like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, I get to talk to this mm-hmm. person for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and oh, I get to walk over there. That's where they sit. Mm. And it's kind of nice. But there's also something quite fun about hating someone in the office. <laughs> and I would say it's more fun Maybe an more enemy. fun to have an enemy <laughs> that's private and it's just for you. And you detest them and everything they do annoys you, but you can take joy in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Moorish. It is. It's Moorish. I came came in uh, hot uh, when we first met up tonight. Yeah, yeah, Complaining about someone at work. Of course. And as much as I was uh, peaked and emotional, there is that that part of me that's like, yeah, fucking. I know. It feels so nice. We're addicted to it. To rail. Yeah. There's there's something quite nice about just picking someone in the fucking cave. Like, we're all cavemen. And you look mm-hmm. around the cave and you pick the person and be like, that's the person I hate. Mm-hmm. And if an enemy came in here, I would push them to the front of the cave. <laughs> like, you just choose. Did you, to- who would I fuck and who would I fight? <laughs> I used to do that when I worked in supermarkets as oh, a yeah. checkout chick. They'd be like, if a fucking gunman came in. Oh, yeah. And they were like, you know, oh, you need to sacrifice one. Like, who would it be? Who yeah. would I fucking push forward? And it was always obvious. <laughs> There's always a candidate. Take him. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Where you've done the ranking of like yeah. the plane was going down? I'd say you and you and you. And yeah. Like a Sophie's Choice kind of situation. Definitely. Yeah, man. I think about that a lot. I mean, that's how we get through life is like, who do, who do I love? Who do I hate? Who would I fuck? Who would I fight? Yeah. And you pick, you pick the people, even if you don't really feel it, when you're just in an interaction where you're forced to be around these people, mm-hmm. you choose your tribe, unfortunately. Absolutely. But that's the, that's the tough thing about being in an office job mm. is that you are thrown in with this kind of random assortment of people mm. that you might not have anything in common with. Yeah. Uh, it's the rare job where you kind of, a group of people really come together. Mm. I've only had one job where everyone was so different, but there was something about whatever, the sense of humor or mm. the life outlook or whatever that united everyone. And despite the fact that we were all so different in how we approached life and mm. half of them were like hardcore Christians, I'm not like that at all, but we all got on so well. Mm. And it felt like a real, I think we were all so aware of how special it was because mm. it was so unique. Yeah. Every other job I've ever had, there's always, it's always like, oh God, shut the fuck up. And then someone came in, like a new manager came in and, and it was it, the, the whole dynamic And ruined changed. it. Well, you know, and like answering the question honestly, like, you know, it's not that hard to freeze someone out, even if you have been kind of, you know, chummy with them, right? Yeah, true. Like all you got to do is kind of make half a dozen excuses of like, oh, I need to go to the toilet now. Oh, yeah. I need to go to the photocopier now. And eventually yeah. humans are pretty good at picking up on the rhythms of like, oh, this person's- of course. And maybe they won't admit it to themselves. This person's avoiding me or this person's, mm. you know, doesn't want to talk but to me. But some part of them acknowledges I'm going to make less effort around them. Yeah, if, if for yeah. no other reason than self-preservation. Yeah, like, I don't want to feel awkward. embarrassed. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine, um, 
was saying recently that he has a toxic friend in his friendship group that he's spent 10 years trying to get out of the friendship group <laughs> with. And I was like, yeah, that should, honestly, that should take less time. Absolutely. It's, um, it is honestly like 15 no's is enough. Like 15 Dude. excuses. Oh, I can't this week. Yeah. Sorry. Just taking long to reply. If you take less time to reply to emails or 100%. texts, 15 exchanges where you're putting up walls, that's all it should take. Well, yeah, unless the person's a sociopath or they're a glutton for punishment. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got a friend who, he's such a fucking, uh, I don't even like the word cuck, but man, he's a fucking cuck. And he like, <laughs> I'll constantly be like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, oh, going to dinner with some fucking asshole I hate. And it's like, why? I don't understand that. He's like, oh, you know, they really want to go to dinner with me. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to. Life gonna, is too You short. could die tomorrow. Your life is way too short. This could be the short. last person you ever have dinner with. Yes. And you're going to sit there for three hours grimacing. I don't understand With a fake it. smile. Are you fucking kidding me? I know, I know, I know. I don't have time to spend time with the people I love, let alone yes. divvying up my exactly. week to, to pass. Like, and also, it, it becomes this long-term thing of like, but where is this leading? Oh yeah. Five yeah. years from now, like, are you going to still be? Are you still doing this five years from now? You can't. You have to. You have to make a call at one point. You have to put a line in the sand at some point. I think I, just before COVID, I was starting to put lines in the sand where I was like, I'm not going to go on these things that I would have felt obliged to go on. Mm. I'm not going to go to a social event if I don't want to go. Mm. Obviously, there's some you have to, you know. But I've withdrawn a lot, and I feel better. I feel less anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's the dread of sitting all day and thinking, I have to have fucking lunch with that guy today who I don't really like and I'm going to have to make conversation with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you Are you able to fake your way through uh, an interaction with someone that you really don't like? I was the master of it for a long time. I don't know if I'm any good at it anymore. I'm yeah. a bit out of practice. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. COVID has kind of wiped all that shit clean. It's good me. though, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> I haven't really spent that much time around people I hate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, I think I've always been bad at it. Like, mm. I don't have a face that can't lie. Like, if I really don't like someone, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, but it physically yeah. hurts me to be like, hey, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I just can't fucking I do can't it. See, I can't see you enjoying that. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I can't even look at the, like, I can't even look at the person. I end up looking over their left shoulder if I have to talk to them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. doing that kind of, or, or like unfocusing my eyes. Man, like, I, to not. What's, well, what's worse? Because I used to take pride in how good I could get away with disguising my dislike. Really? I'd come away from it being like, man, I nailed that. <laughs> they think I really like them. And I think that's worse because yeah. it's, um, I mean, it's toxic and it's like, it's a waste of my energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, I think at work, you are like, we've been, all been brainwashed by workplace sitcoms, which oh. I love a lot of them because I grew up with a lot yeah, of them, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to think that work is supposed to be family and best friends Absolutely. and you all go on adventures Absolutely. every week and then the slate gets cleaned. Yeah. You have a crush, you act on it, you're dating this person. Then next season, someone new <laughs> moves in. and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like that. It is a workplace. You're allowed to go there and just do your job and not be a fucking fraternizer. Totally. But I think the whole culture of that kind of, the, the, the sitcom culture has taken over. I had to do a, uh, a, a one of those fucking workplace training modules. Oh, yeah. For like the office. Yeah. Uh, and it was fucking insane. There like was, what, the, what was in this? There was one question where it was like, Every, every Friday, mm. the staff goes for drinks. Mm -hmm. And every Friday, Marty says that he's just going to go home. What do you do? 
A, leave Marty alone. Mm. B, change what you're doing because maybe Marty doesn't like having drinks and he feels uncomfortable to say anything Mm. and plan bowling instead. C, confront Marty and ask him if everything's okay. And all I'm thinking Mm. while I'm doing this is I'm Marty. (laughs) <laughs> like just leave me the fuck alone like yeah, i've spent yeah, nine yeah. hours with you people yeah. i want to go home this is enough i've had enough this is absolutely i want to go and spend time with my real friends or yeah. just with no one yeah don't fuck like and and so i clicked leave marty alone wrong mm. marty obviously feels very uncomfortable with the plans you've made you need to augment your plans to include marty what the fuck what about yeah. just i'm a fucking introvert and i don't it's drained me spending the whole day with you people. I'm done. I'm getting enough out of this. And, Dude, it's and, a fucking high school. And it's a job. It's a fucking job. And this <laughs> idea of office romances, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Shitting where you eat? Yeah. I can't handle an awkward interaction at the best of times. <laughs> let alone, oh, we've been together for six months now, we've broken up, we've got to see each other every day at the fucking coffee machine. I like, know. God. I've never understood an office romance. Oh, my God. The last few places that I've had writing jobs at... Yeah. People have been hooking up and no stuff. And I think it's fucking way. sickening. No fucking way. It's the first thing I tell every new comic. Don't yeah. fuck another Please comic. Please don't fuck another comic. Don't you fuck have to see them every night. Every night. And not just you have to see them. You have to see them when you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah, they see you suck. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable yeah. what people do. I don't get it. You never shit where you eat. Never. Like, people are like, oh, have you ever been... Like, never. I've never fucking had a comedy romance. Are you fucking joking? No. Well, I mean, I've been in a long-term relationship since before comedy, yeah, so yeah, I haven't yeah. been faced with that mm. possibility. But I see it go down, and I don't understand it. I understand the idea of being attracted to people similar to you. Totally. But there's a big part of me that's like, nah, man, you just... You literally don't shit where you eat. Never shit where... Look, look, there's... And look, we know a couple of people who have made it work, and, mm. you know, I, like, there's always exceptions to the rule, of, of course. Of course. But in the main, yeah. you see these people, they're all coked up, mm-hmm. full of fucking beer. Yeah, let's fuck and it won't be weird the next time we're super vulnerable doing this really terrifying thing where there's already enough shit to think about. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Having said that, for our caller, I think that there is merit in learning the ability to strap on the mask and just get on with yeah, like dealing with people. There's, like, there's, there's a line between like, faking that you like someone and doing that whole theater and just being polite and yeah. decent, you know, just being a decent person getting totally. through it. And like, you know, it goes back to what I said. The first thing I said, like the three quarters of your interactions usually are with people that are like, whatever. Mm. Like, and you're not going to be an asshole. You just got to fucking get on with it. So I think it's just a challenge, right? Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, we said this in the previous episode, I think, which is like there is a real joy in watching people that are just good at their job and who like their job yeah. and who are just competent at it. Totally. And you can just be that. You don't have to make it a friendship totally. group. You just be good at your job, do it, go home. And, you know, like we said, it's quite enjoyable to fucking hate somebody <laughs> and to want to, you know, to look at someone and get turned on too. That's nice. <laughs> And if her laugh irritates you, just buy a pair of noise-canceling headphones and yeah. strap them on and fucking... I always have listened to fucking music and podcasts at work. I'm not, like, sitting engaging in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're, and we're not normal, so maybe we're not the model to go by, but oh, still. yeah, I mean, she called the show. That's true. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> All right, well, let's do one more One call. more, one more. Becky Cam, I love the pod. Been a listener since day dot now. <laughs> 
I just had the most awkward encounter with my weed guy. So I went to visit him to replenish my stash and I usually will go into his house or he'll come out his front and hand through the window of my car. But today he just randomly got in the front seat of my car. We made the exchange and we had some weird small talk. And then as he said goodbye, he went to pat my back and out of pure awkwardness and reflex, reflex I went I, I leant in and I <laughs> kissed him on the cheek like Mwah. <laughs> and I know it took him by surprise and so it bloody should now I am worried he's going to think we are kiss hug kind of friends but that to me is absolutely crossing the line even though I crossed it and uh, how do I maintain our current weed dealer and weed enthusiast relationship as is and never have this happen again thanks guys you're both such babes Fuck, that is so funny. Dude, you've that is a fucking portal that you cannot close. Do you think, because you, I mean, you've said that you've just recently gotten off weed. Mm. You have plenty more experience with dealers than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that door is open for a dealer to be, a, to be <laughs> physical and like, we're casual buddies, we hug, we kiss, will they embrace that? A hundred percent. Fuck. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like obviously, I'm not. I'm not a beautiful woman, and so there's uh, the, the the metrics are completely different. Yeah. But I I I I've got a similar a similar scenario in that I had a dealer who was he was a lovely guy, mm-hmm. you know. They're all lovely guys. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's it's a professional fucking relationship. Sort of. Like we can't blend. We can't blend this. <laughs> well, that's where it gets blurry, man, because it is it is a professional relationship, but it's also an illegal relationship, which makes it fun. So it feels yeah, like you're yeah, doing yeah. something fun and naughty with your friend. <sighs> Look, i I've had I've had a lot of different dealers over the years. Mm-hmm. The best dealer I ever had, he used to drive a taxi. And he just pull up like he never awesome. he never get customers. He was yeah. a cab driver, but he'd never pick up customers. He just deliver weed all day. And he just pull up, hand you the thing. We'd have a laugh. Two minutes. See yeah. you later. Yeah. It was like very clear mm. delineation of mm. what this is. This is a transactional relationship. Uh, and then my most recent guy, he was a lovely guy, but there's this oh, man. Every time we saw each other, there was these kind of like big wet eyes and like that kind of, you know, the neediness started coming through mm. and then, you know, eventually he's like, oh, we should hang out sometime. No. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Because cause it's cause it's like there's this weird power dynamic it's where it's hard, like, man. well, I'm kind of fucking relying on you because yeah. I'm a junkie. Yeah, well, like, yeah, of I, course. I need what you're getting. But that's why he's saying it. He wouldn't say it if you weren't relying no. on him. Well, yeah. And like, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that he wanted a genuine thing. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, man. Like, I don't, I just want to keep this transactional. Yeah. And then, you know, so I kind of laughed it off. And back to that thing we were talking about earlier where it's like, you say no 12 times, mm. and, you know. And that's what I thought. I'll just say no 12 times. But then all of a sudden I'm texting him and it's like, yeah, bruv, I'm home hanging out with a couple of friends. You should come by. Hmm. And so all of a sudden it becomes that thing where it's like, yeah. oh, we're not meeting on a fucking street corner anymore. I'm going yeah, to your house. Yeah, come over. Suddenly, you know, there's this level of trust and intimacy. So is that, is that what it was originally? You'd arrange to meet somewhere yeah, rather than come to my house. Yeah, absolutely. Suddenly it's like, come to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in his house and it's like, dude, like, all I want is the fucking wood. I just want to go home, yeah. smoke a blunt, mm. jack off, watch mm-hmm. Adventure Time. Like I'm mm-hmm. done. Like I don't want to. F- I don't want to talk. I don't want to come into yeah, your house. Yeah, like you know. And it's like 
anyone listening to this that's been a weed addict, you know, like, you are never more fucked off and irritable mm. when you've run out of weed and all you want to do is smoke a fucking joint. And, like, you can do it with other people, but at the same time, it's like them talking. It's like, you're killing my fucking buzz, man. I just mm. want to fucking be high. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk. Uh, and so all of a sudden it became this protracted thing where it's like, oh, we're hanging out for an hour. Uh, nightmare. A, a nightmare. And he used to do other stuff as well. So uh, What do you mean? Well, like he used to sometimes deal ketamine and oh, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, so those guys are hanging around. Oh, so there's, there's, there's some guy in a K-hole. Yeah, yeah, some guy's in a fucking K-hole and all this <laughs> other shit. Uh, this, is, this is a few years ago. And so, like, this is when I used to dabble in that kind of stuff as well. And so sometimes I'd be like, fucking, I want a burger K. Yeah. Uh, and you'd go over and... But he'd be like, yeah, man, like talking, talking, talking. And then after an hour, he'd be like, so yeah, man, what do you want? And he'd be like, oh, can I get some K? Oh, sorry, man, I ran out. What the fuck? So now we're just hanging out. Now we're just hanging out. I'm (laughs) in a fucking hostage situation where I don't fucking, I'm not even going to get what I came for. Yeah. But there's no reward How do you get out? So it ended up escalating to, we should fucking watch a movie sometime. Okay. Wow. I begrudgingly That's fucking... so intimate. Begr- well, I, you know, it started... With, I don't know what we were talking about. Something came up about Lord of the Rings. And he's like, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. No, and I'm like, no, oh, no. Lord of the Rings is great. Yeah. And he's like, well, you should come over and watch Lord of the Rings. And I'm thinking, this is That's a fucking 10-hour movie. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spend fucking four hours with you. <laughs> so whatever. I'm like, all right. And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking smoke cones all through. And I'm like, whatever. It'll be free weed. We'll smoke cones. Yeah, right. yeah. So we take, and you know what I'm like with movies. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very like religious with my films. Yeah. Screen's got to be good. Yeah. Shut the fuck Great up. Great sound. Great sound. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Don't fucking talk. I don't. If I wanted the annoying stone of commentary, oh I'd fucking. There's nothing worse. Shut up. <laughs> so we turn the fucking movie on straight away. There's this giant green line that turns purple every four seconds right down the center oh. of the screen just splintering <laughs> splintering this beautiful fucking peter yeah. jackson fucking world right down the middle i'm like oh there's like a giant <laughs> you're missing a few pixels dude yeah he's like yeah man no it's pretty it's okay though if you just like fucking bang the tv it goes away and so he's like bang bang like smashing the tv and it goes away for like two minutes and then it's back and it's like just fucking leave it it's fine like l- the, the purple line is better than you getting up every two minutes and banging the screen oh god and so we're sitting there watching it and he's getting higher and higher and everything he's like whoa those fucking hobbits they got hairy feet motherfucker <laughs> and I'm there with this grimace just like the, no amount of weed no amount of weed makes this fun this is fucked the fucking Balrog <laughs> comes out and kills Gandalf <laughs> yo Gandalf is down bro i can't fucking believe it it was the worst <laughs> film experience i really think that this experience was a big step in me giving up weed yeah you know, like these moments where you're sitting there going what am i what the fuck am i doing this is yeah. awful and we bumped into each other in the street a few weeks ago and he was all fucked off so like, where you been man and i'm like oh, I, I gave it all up man mm. like i was going and i was like really earnest i was like dude i was going crazy and he was like all weird like an ex ex-partner or something like i should have maintained my drug addiction for life hmm, so that we'd yeah. have an opportunity well, that, of to hang course out. uh and it wasn't about the money it was just about us hanging out and then he's like well we still got two more lord of the rings movies to watch no dude we don't no don't tell him the hobbit exists please <laughs> for the love of god this guy can't handle it oh. so yeah i empathize with this kind of blurred lines but i think once the uh once a level of intimacy has been uh, engaged with with the drug dealer, it's very hard to walk that back. And I don't envy 
it having a potential uh, intimacy slash sexual element to it. Yeah, and I, I assume it's not like sexual, but now it's just like, hey, we're the type of people that kiss hello and hug goodbye, you know, that's which rough, is just, man. that's it's already a horrible prison to have to live in, but... Awful. When the added element of like you're trying to get some fucking weed off this guy. Awful. Oh my god. Awful. Yeah, I don't envy you at all. I've always felt terrible for women in that sense of that that, that there's a certain it's maybe not so much these days, maybe a thing more ten years ago, five mm. years ago, but this kind of assumption that you greet men with a handshake and you greet a woman with a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Even if it's like I cannot imagine anything fucking wor- like, you know me, yeah. when I go out to comedy, I fist bump everyone. Yeah, I yeah. hug the people that I know. Yeah. But don't fucking touch me, man. I worked with the MC um, in Queensland at the uh, sit-down comedy club who shook the men hello as he brought them on stage Yuck. and kissed the women Yuck. on the cheek as he brought them on. Yuck. It was amazing. And uh, Mel Buttle was on as well, and she got kissed on the cheek hello and was like, oh, fuck off yeah. on stage. And I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking great. violation. Yeah, it's just gross. Someone at, a, at this funeral I was at yesterday walked past me and kissed me on the top of the head, and I felt like fucking violated. That's violated. I felt violated. Like That's it was really horrific. gross. Just walked past and like sensuously kissed me on the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like you're a bub. It's unbelievable. Oh. So uh, I don't know what. Maybe it's time to find a new dealer. I think so, but there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> you can find a dealer really easy. Yeah, it's really easy. It's Silk not, Road. If if it's yeah, exactly. Just go on the fucking Silk Road. Dark Get a VPN, web, go on the dark web, order your weed home delivered. Yeah, you don't need to do this anymore. The days of the, what? the local dealer are dead. Or just give up weed. That's easier. That's good too. Yeah. Yeah, don't give up weed. I mean, it took you a while. It took but... me 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so wait 20 years and then. <laughs> wait till all the demons are unleashed and you feel like you're having to look up numbers for psych wards and then give up weed. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, Thanks for calling, by the way, and th- and thank you for doing this podcast. With oh, me thank again. you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. You're the best. I'll get you to plug. Um, I've already plugged it, but mm-hmm. I'll get you to plug. Thank God for David oh, Attenborough. Yes, it's my podcast. Thank God for David Attenborough. It's uh, me chatting with cool biologists about different animals and life in the universe and all kinds of crazy things. So good. And you're a regular on Big Squid as well. Yes, on Big Squid with yes. Justin Hamilton talking about movies. 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 Mm. (laughs) Thanks for doing it, man. Thanks, man.